0: Welcome to the Global Game Football Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Global Game Football Podcast. This is your host, Derek Allen, and tonight we will be previewing Group B. Before we jump into Group B, however, I'd like to remind you to please follow us on Twitter at TGGFootballPod and to like and review us on iTunes. Alright, now with that out of the way, let's move on to the football. In group B, you'll find Portugal, Spain, Morocco, and Iran. Similar to group A, this group has two clear favorites to advance and two teams that should be considered minnows. Spain and Portugal are the odds-on favorites to go through, so the main story will be who finishes as group winner and who settles for runner-up. As mentioned in the previous pod, Iran at 500 to one are the 31st ranked team entering the tournament. The reason they're not at the bottom of the barrel? Sardar Azmoon and Alariza Jehambakesh. With every nation comes a messy. For Iran, it's Azmoon. Currently plying his trade for Rubin Kazan in the Russian Premier League, Azmoon was once a rumored target for clubs like Arsenal, AC Milan, and even Barcelona. While he slowed down of late, not even a guaranteed starter at club level. At only 23 years old, Azmoon will be looking to make a name for himself. Jahan Bakesh, pardon my pronunciation, on the other hand sees his star on the rise. Plying his trade at Azed Elkmar, the right winger is making a name for himself as an all-around winger who can both score goals and create them for others. With those two stars, and with the help of Iranian veterans like Ashkan Dejaga of Nottingham Forest and Hassan Haj Safi of Olympiacos, Iran are positioning to play spoiler, and even finish an unlikely third in Group B. Circling back to exciting young players excelling in the Eredivisie, Morocco have one of their own in Hakim Zayek. A crafty left winger currently starring for Ajax, Sayek will look to create and score the goals needed to spring an upset in Group B. But attacking isn't Morocco's best talent. Under manager Hervé Renard, the Moroccans are a tactically astute team capable of blanking any opponent on their day. Captain Mehdi Benatia, who once benched himself for the national team as he wasn't playing consistently for his club Juventus, lead the rock-steady back four who are protected by experienced midfielders Eunice Belhanda of Galatasaray and Karim El Amadi of Feyenoord. If the defense and midfield can continue to produce cohesive tactical displays, the Moroccans have the players in Zayek and Nordin Amrabat of Watford to nick points off the group's heavyweights. Speaking of heavyweights, not many groups feature a team as big as Portugal. Unfortunately, Portugal were in pot two and so the group also features tournament top three favorites, Spain. How can the Portuguese not just qualify for the group stage, but finish as group winners? Teamwork. That seems counterintuitive for a team that features Cristiano Ronaldo, but it wasn't Ronaldo that won the 2016 European Championship for Portugal. There was a great sense of teamwork that allowed Portugal to prevail, even after Ronaldo came off injured in the final against France. While there has been some turnover in the squad, Nani due to age, and Euro young player of the tournament, Renato Sanchez, due to form, Portugal will rely on a veteran spine including keeper Rui Patricio, center-back Pepe, and Ronaldo playing as a number 9 to guide a young core of players like left-back Rafa Guerrero, midfielders João Mario and William Carvalho, and Silva's Bernardo and Andre to continue the team's run of success. With a starting eleven like Portugal has, anything is possible. The question will be, without Nani, can Ronaldo get the service he requires to fire Portugal to the top of the group? Bernardo Silva may say yes, but a Spanish team with the right injection of new faces will have something to say about that. David De Gea, Tiago Alcantara, and Isco are the headline additions to a Spanish eleven that failed to advance out of their group at Brazil 2014. But while Spain has the skill in midfield to continue the tiki-taka tradition that saw them win back-to-back major international tournaments from Euro 2008 to World Cup 2010 to Euro 2012, the same question remains. Do La Roja have the center forward to tap in the goals needed for Spain to go all the way? There are two schools of thought heading into the tournament. One is that notorious striker Diego Costa will lead the line as a traditional number nine. The other is that Isco will play the false 9 position that Cesc Fabregas failed to convince in at Euro 2016. One major concern with the hard-nosed Diego Costa is that with video assistant referee in effect, will Costa's brash and borderline scare tactics result in previously unpunished fouls becoming straight red cards? For me, I would take a horses for courses approach. Against the minnows of the group, the intelligent movement of Isco should allow fluid Spanish passing moves to finish with the ball in the back of the net. But against Portugal, and more defensively aware opponents in the knockout stage, Costa may be useful in his ability to distract not one, but both center backs. Spain opened the tournament against Portugal, and the first match will go a long way in determining who tops the group. For me, the smart money is on Spain, as a winner draw should see them have the firepower to outpace Portugal over the following two matches. On top of that, Portugal are notoriously slow starters. See Euro 2016 in which they advanced from their relatively easy group in third place with three draws in three matches, not winning a match in regulation until the semi-final, their one and only regulation win of the tournament the Global Game Football Podcast's Group B Predictions. Portugal continue their habit of slow starts, falling to Spain two goals to one. Portugal then face off against an Iran team who have put everything into their opening match against Morocco, which wouldn't have been enough to secure three points. Portugal run away easy winners, and Ronaldo opens his account for the tournament. Spain continue to roll on against Morocco conceding few chances and converting the opportunities they need to secure three more points and qualification to the knockout stages. In the final round of games, La Roja will rotate the squad and bench players will make a case for themselves to start in the knockout stages by sweeping aside Iran. Morocco, on the other hand, will continue to play staunch defense and Portugal, only needing a draw to advance, will be particularly cautious themselves. In a game that could go either way, you have to take the team with Ronaldo to advance, especially after the disappointment of Brazil 2014. Spain top Group B and faced Group A runners-up Egypt in the first knockout stage. Portugal, on the other hand, faced Uruguay in the round of 16. <clears throat> that wraps up the Global Game Football Podcast's Group B predictions. I hope you guys enjoyed what I had in store for you, and if you did, please rate and review us on iTunes. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the pod and follow us on Twitter at at TGGFootballPod. We look forward to seeing you back here for our Group C preview.